Welcome to the Stork Storytime podcast at the North Liberty Community Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Just as it's never too late to develop a love of reading, it's never too early either. Jennifer Jordabrook, and I'm the Assistant Director at the North Liberty Community Library. My name is Emily O'Sheridan Tabor, and I'm the Family Services Librarian at the North Liberty Community Library. Our guest speaker today is Karen Gordon. She's a children's librarian at the Iowa City Public Library. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Hi. Um, I'm so happy to be here, and this is a great opportunity to talk with both of you. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about what you do with your do during your day, like what your day looks like at the library? Sure, I do a variety of things. Um, I do outreach a couple of days a week. And what exactly is outreach? Um, Outreach is where uh, three of us, because we have 40 sites in Iowa City, we go to area daycares and preschools and we do story time. Um, I do story time for babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. So if there are sites that have all of those ages, that's what I do. I spend the whole morning there. Um, I also do story times and fill in here and doing story times and family story time on weekends. And I do book babies on Fridays in the morning and in the afternoon. Great. Wonderful. And actually, we're recording today's podcast at the Iowa City Public Library, so we're excited to be here with you. Uh, During each of our podcasts, we're going to focus on a specific early literacy skill and how children learn those skills. We're going to give expecting and new parents some tips so that they will feel more confident in the role of their child's first teacher. And today, Karen is going to talk with us more about the narrative skills. To start, uh, just an introduction to the six literacy skills. They are print motivation, which is a baby's relationship to a book, them enjoying and being interested in books. Print awareness, which is how children um, understand how to use books. So the way the pages turn, that we read left to right, how the book is orientated, holding it the right way. Uh, Vocabulary, obviously knowing what a word means. Letter knowledge, understanding and knowing what letters are and being able to name them. And then phonological awareness, which is knowing what a letter sounds like. So the b is the b sound and the n is the n sound. The last skill, the narrative skill, as Jen mentioned, um, is the ability for kids to tell stories so that they understand what a story structure is. Most stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And to know what happens in a story, like if you go to a birthday party, there's probably going to be presents and cake there. If you go to an aquarium, you're going to see different kind of animals that live in water. And Karen's just going to expand a little bit on narrative skills and then tell us how those, how working in the library um, helps parents get those for their kids. Okay. So narrative skills, um, a lot of parents don't understand, but I just read recently in some research that um, in utero, utero, by 25 weeks, your baby can start to hear and recognize the voice of you and your partner. Yeah. So this is a great time to talk to your baby and start reading books, you know, come to the library, get some board books, ask the librarian what to recommend, and just start making a habit of reading from the very beginning. And once your baby is born, your baby already knows and recognizes your voice, but your baby will also listen, you know, recognize other things, maybe that same book that you were reading over and over while it was in utero. So 
it's a really good time to come to the library, you know, when your baby is that little baby bump, um, and get started with reading. So you encourage parents to come even before their child is born to come visit the library. Right, they do. Um, So narrative skills and expressive language, um, including being able to describe things and tell events in order and to retell stories. Um, So what we do at the library with story times, you know, we educate uh, families by modeling how to read a book and um, especially at Book Baby, since I do work with a lot of young families with babies, um, I show them that you don't have to read the whole book. You can have a conversation. Yeah, just tell um, the story. Draw the child in, mm-hmm. you know, do pic- picture reading, you know, like point to the pictures, say the picture name. It's, it's also, you know, including vocabulary. Um, so just having fun with your child, you know, sitting in your lap um, and, you know, reading and um, doing a lot of different things with your baby with a book. So yeah. turning the pages, you know. Letting them turn letting the pages. Letting them turn the mm-hmm. pages. Giving them time to, to respond, even if it's just a babble. You know, a babble means a lot, you know. They're imitating our voices and our, the language. But um, also you're showing them how conversation starts. You know, it's a two-way process. So you say something to your baby, let the baby babble. Count one, one thousand, two, one thousand, you know, <laughs> up to five, and then let them respond. And then you can add things like, oh, yes, that is a cow. The cow lives in the barn. What color is the cow? You know, you just back and forth. So, and, you know, after a while, your baby will sense there are certain books that they really, really like. Yeah. And they will take that book out of a box or wherever you keep books and put it on your lap and sit in your lap and want you to read it because it's familiar to them and they they have that sense of comfort of being with you um, giving that attention and and associating reading with something positive so that's so cool one thing that was really interesting for me when I started researching this a little bit more was um, when you read to your child they don't care if you mess up so yeah. if you don't say the right thing or you're not the best storyteller to begin with, like they don't care. All they want to do is sit and sit read and with, with you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why it's so important to start doing that now even before your child's born mm-hmm. so you can get more comfortable right. in that role. Mm-hmm. And it might seem awkward at first like talking to your bump and mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not having a reply back, but um, it gets you into that habit. Mm-hmm. And then after your child's born, you're more easily able yeah. to continue because mm-hmm. you've already been talking to them right. for a mm-hmm. few months. And yep. they're used to it too, so it will be comforting to them like mm-hmm. Karen had mentioned. They'll be comfortable. Another important thing as part of narrative skills, too, is it's all connected. All these literacy skills are all connected mm-hmm. with each other. But singing is another great way to connect with your baby. Babies yeah. love that soothing sound. And um, there's research out there that says that um, babies respond and learn a little bit faster when they hear um, you singing, when they sit, mm. you hear a lot of singing in um in language. I so see that with my kids I too. I sing books yeah. to the kids. I even make up songs to rhymes that we that are traditional here at Book Babies. I'll make up a song and even I get more response from the parents. That's awesome. And the babies too. Because I'm that's just making why, up a tune, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we sing our ABCs. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it responds the parents even respond to it and it gives them um, permission 
to say, hey, I'm just going to make out a silly song and just do that. And kids respond to that. They like that silliness, that fun. And that creates a nice, positive way to learn, you know. Kids respond to that. That's really cool. So making reading is a really positive experience, and that's definitely something that parents should should remember to do. Um, Also, reading books that you loved as a child. Share those books that you remember loving as a child and pass that love of reading to your child um, is a wonderful way of saying, hey, this was a book that I had. Mommy was read to when I was little or daddy was read to when he was little. He loves this book, so we're going to share it with you. That's a great idea. I, uh, last week had a patron come in with their child, and they um, wanted to check out the Henny Penny book that they mm-hmm. had read as a child. Mm-hmm. And so they were really excited to be able to share in that experience. And again, if you're an expecting parent, you can still come in. Um, we can get you a library card if you don't have one, and you can check children's books out and you know kind of rel- relive your childhood memories even before your child's the born. born. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that um, part of a narrative skill is to let children learn how to tell a story. And a good way for that is to tell the story of them or of you. So you can say, when I was born and your grandma and grandpa were my age, we lived here. And this was the book that we read. My mom grew up on a farm. So her talking to me about that when I was little was much different than how I grew up. And the same thing for my kids. I can say, you know, grandma grew up on a farm and when she had to, you know, they grew all their own vegetables and they made their butter out of churning. And so it's uh, really fun to share those stories with your children. And it's an easy, um, way to do that around a book. Right. Another way um, for narrative skills, too, is to make a family photo album of all the special people in in their life, you know, their grandmother, their grandfather, aunts and uncles, whoever's around. Um, Or even if those people live far away, you make a special album, and then you just tell stories. You point to the, you know, whoever it is, because... I know this because my grandson, I, for his first birthday, I made a nice little album. Yeah. And it has grandma, grandpa, and all the things that we like to do. And he loves going to that book, and he turns the pages, and he says, this is Mimi, and this is Jeepa, mm-hmm. and this is Mama, and this is Daddy, you know. So um, this is it's just a great way of... Um, another way of introducing narrative skills to your child that's a wonderful idea and something mm-hmm. you can do you know even yeah. before mm-hmm. once again they arrive right. when you know afterwards it gets kind of crazy and chaotic so yeah mm-hmm. might be difficult um you know assembling a, a simple book like that but that would be a neat idea too for baby showers mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that um, yep. if you're coming to the library before your kids are born then you can kind of start um, finding out what books are classics if, if you don't remember and um, you know kind of what to ask for for when people are wanting to give you gifts. Right. Um, another thing is that some parents will have um, other children, you know, um, older siblings. So when that baby comes, um, if they're nursing, you know, the best way to get involved in reading too is have that little nursing baby sitting in your arm mm-hmm. and having the other children around and snuggling around you and reading um, and I could just remember when my youngest was little um, there were certain words and sounds that I would read and for some reason it just struck a funny bone with him and he would giggle <laughs> while he's nursing you know so I knew that he was listening and he was also watching my lips and I I say this at book babies that um, 
parents need to look at their baby eye contact, you know, and the babies are watching their lips as they make the words. So it's really important to not stick your child in front of a TV or stick your child with a phone because they actually need human interaction mm -hmm. to learn to read and by reading and listening to the sounds and watching your lips move to make to form the words. Great. So it's really important. Um, also to read um, during feeding time, you know, show them the books. It could be about food, it could be about animals, it, you know. Um, make it more fun by um, adding um, the sounds of the animals, you know, what the sounds of the animals, what do they say, you know. Um, so expanding that, um, reading during bath time, you know, there are mm -hmm. lots of books that you can accidentally fall, let drop into get the wet. bathtub and get wet, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> um, so it's a great time to read. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, I'm a grandparent now, and it's a wonderful thing. I read to my grandson all the time. He loves books um, because he's had them since he was a little kid, and um, he shows delight in lots of different words. You know, we'll just say a big word, and he'll laugh and think it's so much fun. <laughs> And then when I notice that he loves a word, we just expand on that word. We use that word in lots of different ways. And yeah. he learns that, for example, there was one rhyme that I used for book babies um, about a cat that pounced on a rat, you mm -hmm. know. And he loved the word pounced, pounced. And he laughed, and then he actually took his little teddy bear and he pounced on it on the bed, you know, and he's like, pounced on a mouse, you know, pounced on a mouse. He thought it was so funny he wanted his parents after it was gone to keep using that, pounce yes. on a mouse. <laughs> so that's another thing with um, nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes mm -hmm. are a wonderful way to um, incorporate literacy skills by um, listening to the rhymes and rhythm. And rhymes include a lot of words that we don't use in, in daily conversation, conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yep so kids will listen and learn a lot of words that um they don't normally hear around their parents so when i first started doing story time that's something that struck me with a little bit older kids they'll always ask what's that word mean like what's that word and so now when i have a big word i'll say to them does anybody know what magnificent means and some kids will say this and some kids will be right on and i'm like it's like really cool what's another word for great or big mm -hmm. so that's a lot of yeah. fun so mm -hmm. to start them early is yeah it just kind of gets those gears moving quicker. Right. It, it makes those, as they call them, the synopsis. Mm -hmm. brain, Fire. Right. Yep. Um, it strengthens those. And, and there were sometimes people come to the library saying, why do I have to read to my baby? My baby doesn't do anything. But um, they don't understand that their baby is like their brains from the time they were born to three years old are like little sponges. And they're mm -hmm. soaking up all that information. And it's really amazing. Um, that they need to get all that information and words into their little brains because by the time they get to kindergarten, when they start hearing those words, they'll like click. Oh, mm -hmm. I heard that word before. Yeah, I, you know, I sort of know what that means. Yeah. Right. So it's it's really important. Well, I really like that you mentioned you're a grandma, and you know we're talking about the expecting family and expecting parents, and it really takes everyone, everyone mm -hmm. in the household, mm -hmm. all yeah. of the extended family. You know, we can involve grandparents in this concept. Mm -hmm. um, you know, current children already in the household. Um, you know, there's a role everyone in the family can play in helping 
you know, our children get out right. to the best start they can. Right, and it doesn't mean you just have to be at home and just talk to your child or, you know, point to things and say what the picture names are or whatever, but, you know, going to the grocery store, you know, just common everyday things, you know, you go to the grocery store and talk about what they see Mm -hmm. in the grocery store, you know, it could be about the colors and what kind of shapes they are or the texture of things, you know, they could say, um, oh, I like blueberries. Yeah, blueberries are what you had in your cereal this morning. You know, they are blue Mm -hmm. and what what shape are they? You know, Mm -hmm. they're round, you know, that. So you're just expanding on that, um, on those skills. Um, You can also play a little game called the Me Too game. Um, It's, would you like to go outside, you know? And um, you could say, me too, let's go outside. So you're just expanding on that too, so. There are lots of different ways to have fun with narrative skills. Yeah. Great ideas. And again, if you're starting that out, you know, before they're born and getting into that habit and feeling comfortable, as you mentioned, sometimes parents don't realize if they're just laying there sleeping or kind of watching, Mm -hmm. you know, the world go around, they are absorbing and taking Mm -hmm. that all in. So the more, uh, as you can get, as often as you can talk with them and the sooner you can start getting into that habit, Mm -hmm. it will just continue and build on itself. A good foundation for them. Right. Mm-hmm. There was something else I was going to think about, and it just slipped my mind. <laughs> There's a <laughs> There's lot so to talk much about. No kidding. <laughs> well, that's what we want to do is for the, you know, expecting parents is to break it down into little bits so they mm-hmm. don't feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they yeah. bring that child home from the hospital, there's so many other things that they're dealing mm-hmm. with. And if they're already comfortable reading and talking and singing to their right. baby, you know, they can, you can, right now, if you're listening to this while you're driving and you're pregnant, you know, you can sing to your child. It's, right. it's fine. Right. They're learning from that. And, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that can continue on and right. on. And, and you could do little things, like just when you first get that baby home, you know, um, or if you have your baby at home. I know there are a lot of people who <laughs> mm-hmm. have home births. Mm-hmm. Um, just, the, you know, you could start by when you're changing the baby's diaper, we're going to change your diaper, you know, and we're going to change your clothes, and here's your diaper, and then you start singing, and you start talking, and maybe you could start pointing to their body parts, you know, these are your eyes, yeah. and where's your little nose, and it See, rhymes your with piggies. your little toes, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, you just have fun with it, and babies love that interaction, so and yeah. they feel that comfort and closeness to you, so... You want to start that early, so definitely, absolutely, great ideas. Was there um, anything that's coming up in the library in the next few weeks that you want to share with listeners? Um, well, I know we had we just started a new program. It's the Thousand Books Before Kindergarten. Um, okay. So we're really hoping that parents um, are encouraged to want to come to the library and register their child. It's very easy, just the child's name, their name, and email or phone number. Um, And a thousand books sounds like a daunting task, but really if you start from the very beginning reading to your children, it just becomes a habit, a good habit. Um, And there's some parents that are like, oh, I could do that in no time, you know. But um, if you just read one book a night, you know, you'll reach that goal in three years. If you read three books Mm -hmm. a night, you'll reach a thousand um, nine thousand ninety-two, yeah, almost a thousand, something like that. Eleven yeah. hundred. So, mm-hmm. and that also includes books that, if they're in daycare or preschool, the books that um, their caregivers read to them. Story time. If they come to story time, mm-hmm. all those books are included. Um, anything, any books that you know extended family members mm-hmm. or our siblings read are included, and also books that are read over and over again because. 
children and repetition. They just I love, love that. Yeah. And maybe there's some book that they feel connected to and it makes them feel good, you know. So um, even if they read it eight times, you know, that's counted as well. So Okay, so sometimes parents might feel frustrated mm-hmm. if it seems like for the hundredth time yeah. they're reading Just the same. Just make sure it's a book you really love. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing for them. <laughs> but even those books that you wonder why that child likes that book, I hate it. <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> it's not about, I tell parents, it's not about you, it's about your child. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, so. definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thank you so much for all that, Karen. It was a very interesting and enlightening discussion. Um, So just a quick recap. Today we talked about the narrative skill of early literacy, and that is baby and children's ability to understand and tell stories. So to know that most story structures are the same, they have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then to understand what goes on um, in the story. So if you go to a birthday party, you know there will be cake and um, presents. And Karen talked about how important it was to start to reach your child early to get your the habits in place um, even before baby is born babies can hear in the womb and they can come to recognize the voices that they hear especially moms it is also important to do make different words um, make sure your child gets as many words as possible so doing nursery rhymes and um, doing other rhyming games and then also talking to them about your daily life and naming things like Karen mentioned you name their body parts when you're changing the diaper or you can go to the grocery store and name different food items um, that you find there and I just wanted to add um, parents always asking me about certain websites that they can go to and get more information and that's really helpful Um, So I have some important developmental sites for parents. Um, One of them is Parenting Counts. It's www.parentingcounts.org. There's another one called um, earlylit.net. It's HTTP um, colon colon slash slash www.earlylit.net. and there's another one, it's called uh, 0to3.org. So you can probably just type that in in Google search and you can find that one right away. And that has a whole slew of stuff mm-hmm. from before baby's yeah. born until after. So um, I visited that website quite yeah, a bit. It's a really that good has site. a lot of good yeah. information. Yeah. Yeah. And those can be found on the Iowa City Public Library's page as well. You just go to the children's space um, part of it and it's under book babies. Right. There'll be some resources mm-hmm. there yep. for you. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Karen, for joining us today. Well, thank you. This has been a a great way of getting this information out with both of you. Wonderful. On our next Story, Stork Storytime podcast, we will be talking to the speech pathologists at the Enrichment Therapy and Learning Center in Coralville. We're going to talk about the early literacy skill of letter knowledge. Thanks for listening to our Stork Storytime podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And remember, just as it's never too late to learn early literacy skills and develop a love of reading, it's never too early to eat.